So welcome to another Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, we're still locked down. It's it's still happening. It's going to be here for a while, I think. So we've got nine songs um, to sort of welcome you into this week's um, kind of selection. Um, was uh, the excellent Grey Hairs, um, which is a brilliant track from their new live album. Um, they played a Halloween gig at JT Saw in Nottingham. So if you're not familiar with JT Saw, it's a sort of... DIY venue, um, used to be a potato merchant sort of store place and they've kept the name. Um, I think the owners actually own it now, they, they were renting it, um, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, basically this has come out a um, bit of a surprise really, um, really cool stuff, a uh, bit of a mix of their material, they're always good live and yeah, this is a really good song. So that was um, a song called Hydropona. Um, are you, have you seen Great Hairs, Pete? I, can't I haven't, remember. no. Yeah, no, no and, I, and I've not been to JT so either. Wow. Um, okay, we need to yes. fix that once we're allowed. Yeah. 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 No, I I, I like them. To, you know, it's it's you know it's kind of more your end stuff than mine, but I do like this band. I think yeah. you know you, you might have played them before as well, which have you know it's up on. Um, I think we played them on the first ever Nine Hertz podcast, actually. Well, there we go. There you Great. go. Um, and yeah, and as well as kind of the kind of obvious um, pointers that you know that that. You know, Joe from that kind of think of you know things like Gringo Records and all that. You know, that yeah. great British scene. There's, there's just I was listening to it um, a few times over last night actually, and there's there's something about it like almost a slacker kind of um, sub pop cool about it. You know, a bit like yeah, a, mod, a modernized mud honey, but with a British accent. You know, as well as all the you know the English you know um, indie hardcore you know thing they've got. Yeah. Definitely. Um, they actually share a guitarist these days with um, Hey Colossus as well, so um, that's sort of worth mentioning. I think they they played a lot of gigs with Hey Colossus in the past as well, so that kind of makes sense. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, this this is a great little kind of um, showing of all their material, really, and, and they're always like really energetic and really interesting to watch live. Um, I think their guitarist was talking about bad gigs today on Facebook, and some funny stories in there, but um, he brought up the 2017 gig they played at Supersonic, and me and uh, me and a few friends were there, and it, it was just brilliant because I, I feel like at Supersonic you kind of walk around and you see all this weird stuff happening, um, and I think for that for the majority of that day we've been watching really experimental, strange stuff. You know, people with homemade instruments or you know like folk bands mm. playing really weird um, arrangements and stuff. And we just walked into this um, room and it was a band, you know, guitars, drums, bass, vocals, that was it. No fuss. And it was just like mm. quite refreshing. But it's one of the best gigs I've seen at Supersonic. Just really blew me away. But apparently their first outing at Supersonic was a bit of a disaster, as, as mm. they've recounted. So, yeah, um, really recommend getting this. You can get this at greyhairs.bandcamp.com. Simple as that, really. Um, yeah, as usual, we're going to go through nine tracks that we've picked uh, from best of sort of stuff we found through uh, sort of review submissions and sort of band camp and just generally absorbing music as we do. So, um, Glacial Tomb is the um, the one you've picked next. So, I'm not familiar with this, but apparently there's something to do with, is it Chemis, the band Chemis? Yes. Yeah, it's a member of Chemis. Um, I still think active in that band. Yeah, do we... we got through their self-titled album uh, for review, I think, uh, in 2018. And I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, this came through as a kind of message to say they've got something new out. It's just a single track. 
not sure if that's a precursor to a full album or whether they're just releasing it alone, but um, on its own, it stand, you know, it stands up. It's really, you know, it's fantastic kind of death metal with a bit of sludge in there. What do you think of it? Do you, do you like it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of, um, I mean, they describe it as kind of sludge, corrupted, blackened death metal, which is kind of perfect. You probably don't need to say much more than that, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was yeah. really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, there was one one thing about Glacier 2 that made me laugh. I, I reviewed them in um, October 2018 when their album came out. And we went to Damnation Festival in early November 2018. Um, and I think uh, Napalm Death Headline. So we came out and after, you know, we've been there all day, listened to extreme metal all day, um, junk and tired. And as usual, we went into this uh, pizza shop, you know, and, oh, yeah. uh, and it's kind of loads of metal people kind of pile in. But then there's all the people who are coming out of clubs and pubs and there's a load of people in school uniform, you know, like been some uh, dance night. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and this lad's there and he's going, where, where have you all come from? So we start to explain and we say like, we've just been seeing, and it was a bit, you know, like everyone's separate now, but it's not, ten- nobody's, you know, it's not tense or anything. And he goes, all oh, right. Okay. And, uh, and he says, oh, well, I'm into metal a little bit. I wouldn't tell my friends, but I'm into it. I'm like, all right. Okay. He goes, we're just two bands. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I said, you know, I said, which bands? And I was expecting like Slipknot or Limp Bizkit or something. He said, um, just a Cannibal Corpse and Chemist. I was like, what? He's like, <laughs> the weirdest. And I was like, you know, Cannibal Corpse you can expect to an extent. Maybe he's watched like Ace Ventura or something. But um, but yeah, I was like, and, and he just went, right, just just give me one band that you think I'd like based on that. And I just reviewed Glacial Tomb. And I was like, can't believe it. This is, per-, you know, like, and in this moment, like this lucid moment of remembering the band and remembering it all. And I went, listen to this band called Glacial Tomb. So, and I couldn't, you know, couldn't believe it. So he got his phone out and he, he just wrote down Glacial Tomb into his phone. And he was like, you know, give me a thumbs up. And they, they, he got his pizza and walked out. And I just think, you know, it was just this weird, surreal moment. And after this whole day of listening to uh, Napalm Death and Nissan and Entombed and, and the, you know, the 30 other metal bands we'd watch. And I was like, that really just happened? And I just hope he got home and, you know, the next day woke up and didn't just go, what the fuck was I writing and delete it. I hope actually um, I made a, you know, made Glacial a fan of Glacial. Yeah. You know, so he's into three metal bands now. Yeah. So, brilliant. yeah, that's my obscure Glacial Tomb. Actually, Glacial um, Tomb story. Anecdote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Great I do band. remember that though. I do remember it yeah. clearly. I think he was, try- <laughs> he was trying to sort of um, pal up to us, wasn't he? And he was saying, like, oh, you know, I'm really into these these bands and I think we were both expecting him to say I like Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath or whatever but yeah he came out with these and we were like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> pretty amazing, amazing. Mm. yeah so I mean um, we should probably get back to talking about the actual band um, <laughs> but um, yeah it looks like they've just released this single track themselves um, their debut came out on Gilead Media which is um, something that releases just so much uh, like really good stuff. I think we're playing something else by Gilead later. Um, but yeah, this is just a single track um, called World's Flesh. Um, looks like it might be the start of something new, but who knows? It just seems like they haven't done much for about two years, it seems. So um, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. So you can get this at glacialtomb.bandcamp.com um, or you can search Gilead Media and it'll probably be on there as well. So so you think to this, this is World Flesh. <laughs> 
So that was Glacial Tomb. Um, we're going to play something really interesting. So this came out um, last Friday when Bandcamp were doing their uh, their sort of amazing sort of gesture of, of waiving all their fees for artists. And Astral Noise, like we play a lot of stuff from Astral Noise Records. Um, you know, we, we've summed up many times that, you know, they're a, they're a great zine, a, you know, physical zine, they're a website, uh, and they're a great record label as well. They sort of support really interesting and and new artists um mainly uk based um and just yeah just sort of put out some articles that are absolutely amazing as well like they they put out one the other day on funeral doom which i sort of enjoyed because i've not heard any of the bands in that at all um so they've released a 25 band compilation um a lot of the names you'll have heard before so like the likes of nothing clean peen human leather that we've played on the podcast before Caligram, Opium Lord, some stuff like that. Um, so we just thought we'd play something that, well, that I'd not heard before. Um, had you heard of these bands before? Nope. So, no, no, not um, not this band. No. So it was kind of a toss-up for me between a band called Tellus Effluentia and uh, a band called Chalkhands. So I picked the Chalkhands track. Um, just really odd. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of the band we played last week called Marziran. Um, mm-hmm. bit Harvey Milkish, bit bit kind of unusual, um, and it stood out among the kind of screamy, kind of either fast stuff or like the doomier stuff on here or the grindy stuff. So it's like yeah, the likes of Lugubrious Children and Underdark. So there's all sorts on here to sort of. I think you kind of you'll find something that you like on here. Um, yeah, among the twenty five tracks. Um, I, I what it reminded me of. Um, and I'm not sure whether you'll even be able to notice this, but with Latter Day Flatlands and Slow Blade, I, I, yeah, it, it maybe yeah. even the vocals, and therefore I'm talking about you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, honestly, it reminded, and there was, you know, that thought, God, it sounds like Mike, and then there's a bit where it sounds like he's shouting away from the microphone, and I thought that's a mic trick. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is just your ego picking this. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe subconsciously. <laughs> no, that, yeah. no, but no, it, it genuinely yeah. did. It reminded me, like you know, um, when the, you know when kind of Flatlands moved away, you know, moved more away from the kind of rather well, you know the initial stuff, yeah. stoner and the doom, and then the kind of post metal, almost into post rock towards the end. Not totally, obviously, but that's what it reminded me of to an extent. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. so um, I mean, people probably won't know that, but like that was my band from years ago. But yeah, I think um, what I what I kind of think needs saying about this this whole compilation is that it it's for an amazing cause as well. So obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't go to gigs because it's not safe and it's not a good idea. Um, I think we're all missing it really badly now. Um, in fact, my last uh, the last. Um, uh, festival that I had tickets for is um, has just announced that it's cancelled and is taking place next year. So that's our tangent. So all my leave has gone, uh, all my plans have gone this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this um, this compilation is raising money for the venues 
um, the Music Venue Trust Crisis Fund, basically. So it's a fund to try and protect the music venues that exist in this country. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, the music venues in this country kind of almost like training grounds for bands. And, you know, I grew up in them and still attend a majority of them. We all do. And they're really important to the backbone of kind of live music. So I, I feel like when we get back to normality, whatever that is, I feel like we're going to see more of the likes of JT Saw, um, Hatch in Sheffield, uh, the Log Hole in Sheffield, things like that. So pe- people running their own <coughs> kind of spaces rather than um, using pubs or kind of dedicated music venues anymore. But we'll see. I think um, the grassroots is going to find it quite difficult to get back to, I think, just because no income for three or four months is going to be quite difficult. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great that people are trying to sort of raise stuff and I think there's been quite a few GoFundMes and fun, various fundraisers all over the place kind of doing stuff like this. But labels like this using their influence to raise money for such a cause is pretty amazing. It's, um, yeah. It goes without saying, really, uh, doesn't it? And, and I'm actually sad, but for just, you know, as a minimum three quid, it, that's, you know, that's amazing. So, you know, there's, there's no excuse to kind of support this. That's it, 25 tracks, and, and all these bands should be commended for sort of getting involved as well and just putting something yes. out there for free. Uh, and you yep. might find something new like we have. So, um, yeah, we're going to play uh, the band Chalk Hands, um, and the song's called Charm, and you can get this at Astral Noise with a Z. Bandcamp.com. <laughs>
Excellent. So, um, we're going to play a song by the band Mount Mountain next. And uh, we've just been discuss- uh, discussing off air, really, like how we came about to sort of like know this this band, really. Um, we've reviewed them quite a bit, haven't we, Pete, over the years? Yeah. Um, yes. Australian yeah. band. Yeah, I, I got into them. Um, I, I'm not sure what, how. Originally, the, there's an album called Omed, um, which I loved. I really, you know, and I've followed them ever since. And then they put an album out called Dust about two or three years ago, which is fantastic. And then there was a whole batch of reissues came out on Cardinal Fuzz, which is a great, you know, UK psych label. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the, you know, the, the, they're not prolific, but they've, they're kind of long-standing and they've done, you know, they do put out fairly steady releases. And it's always kind of a, a joy to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, this is a really good example of, of just how listenable it is. I think that's that's a really good way to describe this one. Um, mm. It's just quite bright and um, exciting yeah. music, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's easy to listen to it and, and it's, it's not, you know, not meant in any condescending way. It's just, it is uh, light, airy. Yeah, it's, you know, it has that, that trippy edge to it. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, you can have this on and just brighten your mood. Yeah, it's really quite positive music, so I I really like this. So it looks like they've just um, released like a two two song kind of seven inch, um, simple as that really. Um, <laughs> it's called Tassels, and you can get it at mountmountain.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, we'll play this. Uh, see what you think. <laughs>
play something a bit more drawn out, a bit more kind of um, maybe temporal, you could describe it as. Uh, next, so band uh, that many of you will be uh, familiar with uh, from before. Uh, this is Arkelon from Sheffield, who um, been going quite a while now, and they've gone through quite a few lineup changes and things like that. But uh, Craig Paul, who, who kind of sits at the middle of this band, um, has, has always had like quite a um, a definite vision for this band and what it should sound like. So. I guess um, reference points immediately are kind of um, 2000s era kind of neurosis, ISIS-ish, um, but just a, like a very sort of dark and emotional kind of delivery. And um, yeah, I just thought this was great. They've, they've recorded, I think they said it was almost like a follow-up to their, um, their last album, which was called Tribe of Sons, um, which is an epic, sprawling piece of work. Um, but this is a tape release on the new label Surviving Sounds, who don't think have been going that long at all. Um, and they're, they're putting out some really interesting stuff, aren't they, Pete? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Beaver, the Beaver album's out on it. So that's a massive plus because, you know, I, we, you know, Nine Hertz loves Beaver, but I'm not sure many people even know who they are. So yeah. they've had that day for, you know, they put the tape out. I was looking at it the other day, they put the tape, sorry, I'm talking about a different band now, but they put the tape out on it and I thought, can I justify it because I bought the vinyl already? So, but anyway, yeah, loads of, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, they've got finger on the pulse and Astral Bodies and Behoover and now Arklon and uh, Agveria. I think we're going to end up playing a lot of their stuff, basically. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, all four of those releases we've played on the podcast so far, so um, yep. keep it up, surviving sounds, basically. Um, so yeah, the, the Arklon tape, like I say, it's um, almost like a, they said it was almost intended to be a uh, follow-up or a development of some of the songs from Tribe of Sons, which was from about two years ago, I think. But they decided to um, put these two songs together. So um, it's about 20 minutes of music, um, comes out on tape. Um, I just thought it was really interesting. So um, probably the most contemplative and sort of spacious they've sounded for a while, because I think... Tribe of Sons is quite intense, so this, this seems a little bit more pared back and a bit more um, considered. So maybe this is a, a way that Arkelon are going to go in the future. So, um, yeah, you can get the tape now. I think there's um, there's probably a few left. Uh, I think they only did about 25 uh, as a run to begin with. So if you want that piece of plastic, then uh, get in there quick, basically. So we're going to play the song Descending. Uh, and, yeah, and you can get this at survivingsounds.bandcamp.com.
So we're going to play something very protracted and painful sounding and horrible next, which is, you know, par for the course. It's a nine hits podcast. It's what we do. Um, but this is brilliant, isn't it? Like, this is a band called Yarrow that you've picked, Pete. Yes. Um, yeah. Just amazing, isn't it? It's just like, Carnate comes to mind. I mean, that's the obvious That's the obvious kind of comparison to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, funny enough, I hadn't even thought it from that angle. I, I had a bit of... Um, it, it is kind of drawn-out doom. It's got, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's got a bit of a stench of death around it as well, I think. Um, but it's... it's put together really well all that those elements that you know like you said those you know that real kind of extreme um drawn out doom the the i mean the start of this song as well sounds like a helicopter taking off yeah it sounds amazing (laughs) um and just really liked it it came up on i think it was cult nation kind of just posted about this band and said listen to this song it sounds amazing and i liked it and then but then listen to the whole record and, and you know um Found the whole record's amazing, and this it it was not that track that I picked. It's a different one. This you know called Old Shadows, which which you know is my favorite a lot, but it's well worth. It's it's only a four track uh, release, but the whole thing you know you can really get into. Loved it immediately. Yeah, same. It was just the the vocals are, are the highlight for me. Just unbelievable, like really harrowing and <laughs> unpleasant. So. I mean, the the whole imagery is amazing. I mean, look at that album cover; it's it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, kind of like a bit of I don't know, black metalish, bit death metalish, just yeah, like a, a a melding of kind of new and old styles there. And I think that's kind of a good description of the music as well. Yeah, um, yeah, they've got tons of merch. So if you really want want to sort of support this band, then uh, their band camp is actually like stacked uh, with um, amazing. Amazing much. So this is out on cassette and digital, but you can buy. Uh, let's list it. So there's a t-shirt, there's a hoodie, uh, there's a pair of shorts, <laughs> and there's a poster. Um, don't know if you can buy that all as a big um, bundle, but yeah, it's probably worth it. Um, <laughs> Fully kit out. Yeah, in, like uh, be a, be That'd one be of those um, people who wears like a full a full football kit down the street. Yes, and go to a Yarrow gig in it. That'd yeah, be amazing. just turn up in uniform, <laughs> Yarrow uniform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is um, off an album called We Made What God Could Not. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just just go and investigate because this is a fantastic release. This is it. Uh, you can find it at um, yarrow1.bandcamp.com uh, and we're going to play the song Old Shadows. So you think to this. <laughs>
Right, so we're going to play a song by the band uh, Couch Slut. Um, we've not played them before, but like absolutely brilliant and sort of been keeping an eye on them for a while. So, um, yeah, just really sort of aggressive, uh, political, um, just astounding stuff, really. And and this is um, their latest release on, on Gilead. We're playing Gilead again tonight. Um, yeah, this is just great. I mean, um, the, the sort of record's called Take a Chance on Rock and Roll. And yeah, I just like the aggressiveness of this band. They've always been quite sort of out there and um, not controversial, but just like quite forthright in their views. And yeah, just really like this. Did you were you sort of familiar with this band before this, Pete? Weirdly, no. And I don't know how because like since you sent through the songs you're going to play, this is this was the one that really kind of jumped at me um, most. And it's and it's right on my street as well. You know, it's, it's you know a bit of like Cloud Rat or Closet Witch. You know that type of yeah. you know like you know, full on hardcore, which has a, you know, you really sense the, you know, the, the intent of the vocals and the lyrics and, you know, it, it, it's visceral. It's, it kind of really, you know, um, puts you, you know, puts you in the position of, you know, you, you kind of understand their vitriol with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got real life about it. And I, I love that this, you know, and I love all that type of music. So somehow I've, I've missed this before and I don't quite know how, because, you know, I've taken the time in the last two days alone, just, you know, trying to catch up essentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, loved it. I think they're one of those bands that can kind of fly under the radar. I think there's a lot of bands that sound maybe a bit similar, but I, I feel like these guys have got, um, even though they're not maybe as grindy or, or as fast as the bands we've just mentioned, um, yeah. I feel like they've got a little bit of a Kylie kind of vibe to them as well, mm. like that kind of mid-paced stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, just really interesting, like really cool lyrics, um, really interesting, unusual lyrics rather than just being the usual. Um, like you say, the vitriol comes through in those as well. Like this this song in particular that we're going to play called All The Way Down. Um is really quite sinister and and odd, and it kind of leaves a lot to the imagination. So, yeah, I'd I'd really recommend people just sort of giving this a deep dive and just sort of really having a yeah having a read of the lyrics along with it. So there's some pretty out there subjects on there, I guess. Um, I think they're known for their kind of like feminist stance and um, kind of you know rage against kind of um, sort of. I guess just what the accepted norm is in society. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. So you can get this at gileadmedia.bandcamp.com uh, and we're going to play the song all the way down.
So, uh, we always play um, friends of the podcast quite regularly, and, and uh, the next guy is no exception. So, Kez, uh, Kez Whelan, who is in uh, several bands that we, we play quite a lot. So, um, among them being... So, he's in uh, Phil Collins, uh, Schreikel, and, and quite a few other sort of um, bands in Nottingham. He sort of... Uh, puts on gigs um, and uh, I think he works at Earache as well as um, a few other places so uh, writes for um, The Quietus on metal very sort of knowledgeable and um, during this sort of um, pandemic kind of lockdown uh, he's obviously felt some creative pull and he's created uh, four tracks of like really sort of um, stripped back kind of I don't know kind of black metalish death metalish kind of stuff himself so um He's recorded it all himself, guitars, drums, synths and vocals, and the artwork himself. So this is amazing. You, you picked this one, didn't you, Pete? Yeah, I did. It, it, it was. It came out on uh, well last Friday. The band camp, uh, you know, give all the money to the artist day, and it, so it was a day when I was, I was, you know, I was on band camp all day, and I was looking at anything that came out, and um, somebody somewhere kind of posted something on Facebook saying, you know, this has come out, and. Uh, it may well be one of the bands saying, you know, look at this, our drummer's put out. Um, and just really enjoyed it. I like the idea of having something which is, you know, like really of this time um, with all the limitations that brings and the creativity that, that, that can come out of that. You know, so it's raw. It, it, you know, it really is raw, but it, that's the brilliance of it. It's that's meant point, to be. It? It, it's a reflection of where we are and it's a reflection of of not only, you know, the kind of the seclusion and, you know, you can get into that, but literally of the ability to be able to do much more than this. So, and, you know, and like you say, he's done the artwork, he's done the whole thing. And I love that. It, this to me is the best kind of, of all the things I bought on that day. I, I kind of really enjoyed this one because it just meant this was of its time, you know, of, you know, we put new releases out there, but most of them have been, you know, they've been built up and been written a year ago and recorded over the last, you know, you know, yeah. and they've known about it. this is, you know, probably, you know, a two-week thing, I guess, you know. So I loved about it, and it just sounds really good. It sounds where it sounds um, horrible in, a, in yeah. the way we like it. So I thought, yeah, I've got to get this on it. It's possibly as contemporary as is possible to be <laughs> on this, you know, podcast. So, like, new releases, this is as new as it gets. Hmm. I mean, it feels weird playing it a week later <laughs> than it came out because, you know, it's... Um, it was so raw, and I think it came out on that day, didn't it, as well? Yeah. So, yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, I mean, someone's, I think, Frenchy from uh, Agvir and, and a few other places has said this sounds like it was recorded in a dustbin, but I think that's to its, um, like, uh, it's a positive. Like, it, it just sounds like, here's my frustration, Here's here it is as noise, as, as a sound. Mm. It's like a howl. It's great. So, um, yeah, we're going to play um, the third track from here. So it's called Through Dreams They Speak. Uh, you can get this at unbeknownst.bandcamp.com. And um great thing about this is that all the proceeds go to Mind the Mental Health Charity. So good on you, Kez. Um, really enjoyed this.
So, um, from something that's kind of um, produced, like it sounds like it's, it's sort of recorded in a bin, to something that um, they've described it as rough ready. Um, that's kind of like the, the title of this, but I think this sounds pretty smooth and, and pretty well recorded. So, Orange Goblin, um, who we've probably not played on the podcast before, but, you know, they're, they're kind of... A, they've just been present for so long in the Stoner Rock and, and metal scene that they've almost become like part of the furniture really. So sometimes you kind of forget how important this band were um, at the time and, and, you know, they've continued to be an incredibly popular band. So 25 years they've been going since 1995. And uh, yeah, this, this release is to kind of celebrate that. So it's a live album or it's kind of like a collection of live uh, material. So, I think I, I kind of lost track of this band quite a bit, but you know they're always kind of a band that I will return to and just just play. Um, particularly the the early albums, like up to maybe Coup de Gras and, and and maybe a bit after that. But absolutely brilliant band, um, and I think a lot of listeners will be familiar with these, and they'll definitely be familiar with the song we're going to play off this. But Pete, you you pick this, and um, yeah, yeah, I think it, they mean a lot to the podcast, don't they? Really, they they mean a lot they to do, kind I, of a lot of people they, who are in the scene. They mean, you know. I, I was thinking about this before, so I, I mean, I put the album on, you know, I knew it came out, I put it on while I was kind of playing with some video games, and, you know, and it was a real kind of um, trip down memory lane to use a cheesy line. They, you know, they, 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 I don't want to say they were important, it sounds like they're not, they, you know, they, they are important, but, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they were our band, you know, they were the, the British band when it was against this kind of Big American scene, um, which also had like you know massive kind of a follow-on from mainland Europe. Then Orange Goblin were our you know our flagship band for Stoner Rock, um, with some amazing albums, which you know we yeah. all loved at the time. Um, you know from uh, Frequencies and Time Traveling Blues and all that. So you know just listened to it the other night. It kind of brought that back, and it, it's not that you know I don't listen to them anywhere near as much. You know my tastes have kind of um, you know heavier now. You know into you know, doom and death and all that type of stuff but you know whenever i do hear them i, I do enjoy it and this was a real yeah it was kind of a, a trip back and it was great and they you know the, i was thinking about it in terms of um they nine hertz you know we nine hertz went live and you know as a website in 2003 um and we we were a paper zine before that and on even though we never actually released a paper zine because we, we couldn't actually do it properly um, because we were young and uh, incapable, but <laughs> they, you know, they were in that. I've, I've got yeah, one of the three yeah. copies ever printed. They were on, you know, there's a big, you know, Orange Goblin on the front cover. We've done a bit, you know, a review of that's one of the first things we ever did for the whole Nine Hertz thing. So that's 17 years ago. Um, and, um, you know, and yeah. you know, they they predate us, you know, as a band by eight years. So, um, that you know, they mean that much to it, and. From a live band, they are a great live band. You know yeah. that that is un you know undeniable. Um, and it also got me thinking about the times I've seen them live and some amazing memories. When I was a um, student in in Salford, I used to go see them. You know, whenever they toured, I, I saw them and I saw them with some amazing bills. I was I was kind of recalling it earlier. And they played with uh, Goat Snake and Son um, yeah. in the Hop and Grape in Manchester, which blows my. And I think maybe even Nebula played that gig, but I might be wrong. And you think, what, what, how amazing that is. It's like one of the very early Sun gigs. Um, they supported Queens of the Stone Age in the same venue. If you know the Hop and Grapes, it's called the Academy 3 now. It's a yeah. very small um, venue. 
um, Queens of Stone Age's first ever tour when, you know, before they got big, the first album. Um, it wasn't even sold out, but it was Queens of Stone Age and Orange Goblin. I remember clearly kind of, it was just full of Kaya's fans, essentially. Um, and Ben Ward just stood right in front of Josh Horn, kind of waving this uh, inflatable baseball bat at him. And because he's so big, my memory of that gig is just sort of seeing, you know, Josh Homme, Nick Oliveri, Alfredo Hernandez, and Ben Ward, you know, and, and that's like everybody's view, but it was, it was part of the, it was part of it, it you know, it's just, it was like, you know, they were a joyous band to kind of, you know, to ride along with, Absolutely. that makes sense? Yeah, and and Ben Ward's, um, by all accounts, the nicest guy in the world as well, like, um, yes. I've heard only good things about him. Um, yeah, and a Liverpool fan, which is oh, a right, good okay. thing in my book, of course, <laughs> Um, I once met him in the Crowbar, which is a tiny, tiny little bar in London. I don't know if it's even there anymore. Um, it is. I think it's in Camden, is it? Or just outside no. Camden? No, 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 it isn't. Um, it's not Camden, but I it is still there. very late at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my only two. They only sold cans, yeah. I think. They didn't have a bar, they just had a fridge in the corner. Um, and I remember standing next to the jukebox and someone was trying to put on a Black Sabbath album and it just wasn't loading. Uh, and Ben Wood was stuck next to me, and he just punched it a little bit like Fonzie, and it started <laughs> playing. So that's that's my little anecdote about Ben Wood. But yeah, I, I hadn't actually seen them until probably about three years ago. Like my brother used to go and see them nearly every week. They used to play um, Rock City quite a lot uh, in the early two thousands, and my brother has seen them countless times, like like amazing amount of times. And I just never, I just never made it. So to see them a few years ago and, you know, see them play, I think they played like an hour and a half or something like that at this um, HRH Doom versus Stoner thing, which isn't the, the best um, festival in the world, but like they just blew the roof off. It was it was great. Really enjoyed that. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, that kind of reminded me of how much I liked them as well. Um, and this, this album's a great kind of, like you say, it's a bit of a nostalgia trip, but it kind of just shows you how important they are as well. Like what a band. Like really amazing yeah. stuff, and if you know, and if any band's going to do a live album, then they, you know they're yeah, all there with one of the ones. Yeah. yeah, I think they might have done one before. I seem to remember there's there's probably a few live albums through the years. I mean, they've been going twenty five years. They must have done one or two, but yeah, really really cool stuff. Um, so it's um, thirteen tracks, and you actually get um, your world will hate this as a Bandcamp exclusive bonus track if you buy it uh, digitally. So um, you can get this. Quite simply, at orangegoblinofficial.bandcamp.com, and it's called Rough, Ready, Live and Loud. Um, we're going to play Time Travelling Blues because, you know, nostalgia, and it's a brilliant, brilliant song. So I hope you enjoy. This is uh, Orange Goblin, and I can't believe this is the first time I've played them on podcast. Let's get fucked up! It's called Time Traveling Blues.